Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and cohort and co-host, Rob Langevin. What's going on, Rob? What's going on, Kevin? It's fast. It's a fast turnabout. Usually, I'm, I, I get like a week in between talking to you. You know, Now I get to talk to you like twice in four days. And everybody at home gets to hear the subtleties of my voice and the velvetiness of it. Oh, yes. my exactly see but it's all it's all in good fun you know we're talking about fantasy football you know two games and in, in basically 72 hours for most teams so that's that's a good thing that's a fantastic thing i mean anybody who's you know as balls deep in fantasy as we are will enjoy this podcast thoroughly those who <laughs> don't and are on the fringe of fantasy usefulness will be like why are these guys back and talking about a midweek fixtures but you know what <laughs> We we love it, so we're it's, here uh, for the love of the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Kevin Costner. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, as Rob's pointed out, we have this super quick turnaround matches Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, so we're gonna try to get this out to you as quickly as we can. We're recording this uh, Sunday evening. Hopefully, I'll have this published tonight if all things go well. Um, but uh, there's been some big news since we last recorded, including the Charlie Austin injury. Looks like he'll be out for three to four months. Obviously a huge blow for Southampton. Although, I'm sure you noticed that Sofiane Buffalo is the one that scored. Yep. Um, he's kind of one of, my, he's one of my fantasy pals. But Southampton were already struggling to score goals. And I know you tend to like Shane Long in theory. I'm just kind of off on them on the whole at the moment. Uh, another thing that happened today, Sadio Mane uh, punched someone. And so there could be a violent conduct thing. But as I was telling Rob over text... I don't know if it was serious enough to deserve three a three-match ban, which is what violent conduct is the first time, but mm-hmm. at the same time, that is what it was. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it literally is going to depend on if they go by the spirit or the letter of the law. Rob, if he does get suspended, where do you think people should go? Uh, you know, this this is funny. This is my immediate first question to you uh, about the Mane possible oh, yeah. suspension. And uh, it, it, it's, it leads into twofold things. What are you going to do now? And depending on how long he's out, uh, are you going to risk owning Mane basically until February now? Because he's leaving for the African Cup of Nations in January. So if these three games, basic, pro- probably max three games, lead into the, you know, the AFCON uh, departure for him, uh, it, it, that, that throws a conundrum into the Liverpool midfield. Uh, you know, Coutinho's not, not due back probably till you know, at end of January, I would say. 
the onto the money thing. Um, yeah, it, it it's kind of a wait and see thing. But the only time, only problem is we don't have time to wait and see. Um, so the, my the the move for me is twofold. If you own Mane and you want to move to a Liverpool player, I think Lalana is the is the immediate Liverpool add there. I wouldn't go to Firmino if you own Mane. Uh, I like what I saw from Lalana. I think he was moving freely. Um, he got a full ninety. Um, that's the only thing you have to worry about. You know, Lalana's not in full health right now. So I don't know if he's ready for a back-to-back full 90, you know, basically three days, two, you know, two and a half days after his last match. But anybody looking for an immediate Liverpool fix, Lallana's the guy. Um, the other guy I think that uh, should be the on everybody's immediate radar, and they're similarly price point, and he did score today from a free, free kick in that same game. And that's Dimitri Payet at 9.1. Um, Dimitri Payet is streaky. Everything with him comes in streaks. Uh, you know, he hits highs and lows and at his 9.1 price tag, it's an easy transition from, 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 a, from a Mane. I know you can't really trust a West Ham, uh, you know, attack very often, but you know, look what his, look at his three upcoming fixtures. He's got Burnley, Hull, and then he's got Swansea in his next three fixtures. Um, you know, Payet preseason was one of the, probably one of the more popular ads because of what he can do in set pieces and free kicks. So I think that is the, the cash value immediate trade for Mane. But if you're looking for someone to capitalize on the Liverpool scoring, uh, I think it would be Lallana. Yeah, all good points from you uh, as far as that goes. Any other news or notes you want to get to before we head into uh, what should be um, price changes, but I guess this time will be more theoretical. Yeah, we'll just we'll just we'll just banter back and forth because there's no there are no price changes. There's going to be price changes later later tonight, mm. um, you know. But they all speculate because there could be more, so it's no doesn't make any real sense getting into them because I could say this guy's going to go up, but he may not because people are still making transfers as we speak, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but I do have I do have a couple questions for you. I'm sure the readers at home would like to get your <laughs> your theory on it. You know, uh, there, there's a couple strikers that 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 popped up this weekend. One for the good and one for the bad. So. Um, what is your take on Stefano Akaka, Kevin? Well, he's not that great at football is the main problem. <laughs> but uh, there were those that were saying that about Agallo last season, and we all know what he did. So at times it's just kind of how successful can you be. We know that Watford struggled to create chances at times. Um, but, you know, you were talking about Payet's streakiness. He's definitely on form. Mm-hmm. Um, basically replacing Agallo in the lineup at this point. I still like success. Amrabat is good in all formats except for uh, DFS because he commits so many fouls. Um, And, you know, Kapu is still contributing, not in the fantasy way that people wanted, but more in the way his game is actually molded. Uh, so yeah, I I don't really have a problem with Akaka. What's his price right now, actually? Five five three, and he's been brought in by six thousand players already. Interesting. I mean, so 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 people are, are sort of buying the cool guy. I get that he's kind of like a, a salary dump, and he allows you to, you know, downshift or to, uh, you know, upgrade to a defender. You know, somebody in the higher price range, like a Chelsea or you know, someone who you think has a favorable fixture coming up. But but at five dot three and what he showed in two games, I think he gets another look in another game. I would I would imagine that that, you know, the manager uh, Maser, what's his name Walter Mazzari. Mozzari, that's I was gonna call him Maserati, and that's not even close to being right. Um, but yeah, so I, I think he gives him another look. I mean, what 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 do you think about? Do you think he gets another start? Okaka? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's hard to imagine I mean, he won't. Also, for people listening that just heard my audio quality change, 
Uh, all that weird clicking you may have been hearing was my mic being a little funky. So now I'm just going to record it over my laptop. Hopefully it doesn't sound too awful. Um, but yeah, Okaka is somebody that you definitely should keep an eye on, especially considering Anichibi just got hurt. So if you were rolling with somebody at that kind of low price, yep. it makes a pretty easy transition there. And that leads me to my other part of this uh, good forward, bad forward situation. Everybody brought in Kalechi and Nacho, and they're still bringing him in at a, at a pretty decent clip. Mm. Uh, you know, he's already got 12,000 ins this week. Um, are you concerned that he came off in 77 minutes and basically, you know, Man City scored two goals after he left the pitch? Or is that something that Pep didn't really utilize him the right way and he just came off and they didn't do anything while he was on the pitch just by happenstance? So are you a buyer or a seller right now if you're into the forward Kelechi Iannaccio market? Uh, I admittedly only caught part of this game because I, I was traveling uh, the, over the second half. But um, I'm still fine with Origi. The first half, they just got woefully outplayed. We talked about this on the um, Premier League show uh, that we do on this channel. Um, <laughs> that the manager, Pep Guardiola, just got this game wrong. And that part of it, I think, is that he wasn't in the Premier League last season and set up exactly how Leicester wants you to set up against them. Mm-hmm. Set up to attack them so that they can sit back and then counter you. And like that's why Vardy scored the first quote-unquote Vardy goal mm-hmm. of the season. Um, and so you saw like how quickly they were able to break at pace and everything like that. So, I mean, to an extent, I'm a little concerned that Guardiola misplayed that so badly because he is the manager, and that's of concern. But I think Origi's track record kind of speaks for itself, whether it be with limited minutes or not. Um, I- Iannaccio, you mean. What did I say? Origi. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Still my uh, Nacho. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm fine with Nacho. I, I don't have any problems. I did not personally bring him in yet. I wanted to see what happened. And that certainly wasn't a massive uh, selling point for me. Um, and Watford can be good at times defensively. But I think City will score some goals at home. And I think he certainly could be involved in at least one of them. Yeah. I, I, I like... I actually... It's kind of a good thing that he came off in 77 minutes. I think this, that he's guaranteed now. To, to show out a little bit more that he's he yeah, actually that's a good point. He quote unquote got a rest even though he wasn't being very effective on the pitch. But I think he would I think he would have been more effective if they changed the situ- situation around him. Like you said, I think Pep got this game completely, you know, backwards. Um and, and Lester put him on the back foot early and they, he couldn't recover. Um but yeah, I, I if you're looking to invest into Ianacho like the other pe- the other twelve thousand plus managers have already done, uh his price and his upcoming fixtures, you know they're there, you know. Watford is it, they'll, they'll concede some goals. Arsenal, you know, is a little is it a little wonky? And then we're probably looking at Aguero being back. Probably was he back for the he's back for Liverpool. He so he misses the whole mm. game as well. So so you get an Inacho for Watford, Arsenal, and Hull if you're looking to invest there, and that basically takes you to New Year's when uh, Aguero comes back. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm completely still invest. I lo- I love I love Ianacho. I like what he does on the pitch. I think that like like you said, I think this game just got out of hand for City, and the game got taken away. And I think that they they basically played their their formation wrong and didn't do it right to incorporate Ianacho back into it when they got down. But that's just me. That's that's what I that's what I saw. That's from one expert opinion. That's that's what I saw. Yeah, um, I agree. So yeah, I mean, you know, with the limited things to talk about this week. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about? The uh, 
defenses or anybody surprisingly on defense that, that's coming up for the week? <laughs> that sounded weirdly segue-y. Um, but you, you asked me about this earlier today, and I, I still don't actually have a good reason, although I kind of like your Ihe Anacho thing. I think it does mean he plays this weekend. But um, I took a minus to bring in Cedric this week mm-hmm. uh, and wrote about him extensively and thought this was like a really good turnaround for him. He launched himself into the top five in successful crosses, and you know, attacking ability is something that you very much want. Um, from your defensive players, you know, instead of just having to rely on clean sheets. And then he's just absent. Uh, it ended up not being too awful for me um, because it brought a player off my bench that got me uh, four points in yeah. um, Maddie Loughton. But obviously, it's not what you want when you take a minus to bring in a 5 dot defender. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty concerned about that. I, I know you've been you, – you hopped on the Cedric train even before I did. Are you concerned at all? Uh, I mean, it's it's concerning because, you know, he is coming. He didn't just come back. He just came back from injury a couple weeks ago. So I think that had a reason to play play into it. I don't think they want to burn him out. He's got three 90s, and I believe he played in in the, um, the what do you call it, the Europa game as well. So yeah. he did get a little he did get a little extra burn there. So, you know, th- four four basically full games in the last, you know, three weeks is it, tough for a guy who missed basically a month, five. It makes, he missed five weeks because of an injury. So I, I think it's basically, all right, you'll sit for the first game and play the last two. Uh, you know, they do the, – the fixtures, they're, you know, they play, they play Middlesbrough this week. So it, it, I mean, I'm sorry, they play Stoke this week. I apologize. They play Stoke and Bournemouth in the next two fixtures. So, I mean, if you're looking to bring him in, I wouldn't panic and be like, um, okay, I'm going to bring in Cuco Martina. Bringing in Cuco Martina might not be a bad idea because if you look across the pitch, Bertrand sat as well. McQueen started the game, so I think it was a direct, complete sit and rest for both of their, you know, wing defenders. Suarez and Bertrand both didn't play. So from that standpoint, I think that it was, it was just, just a rotation. A, yeah, I think it's just a rotational thing for now. I don't think it was like a all right, this is how it's going to go all the time because. Cedric and Bertrand are their one, their number one defenders. They're the they're the better of the two. I'm not th- I'm not th- I'm not throwing shade on Cuco Martina or 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, shout to his but, family. Just like hey, yeah, you, you know, or McQueen. But you know, it's kind of like the situation what we saw with Spurs last last year in few instances when people were trying to bring in other defenders besides Rose and Walker and trying to time it when yeah. they didn't play. Um, I know they're not on their they're not quite on their that level. That by the way, I do think fantasy. that happens this week. Worth yeah, noting. I, I agree, and I, I actually said that to you before. I think that some, of, I think this Tuesday, Wednesday, the set. Uh, I think there's going to be some some big names sitting on Tuesday, Wednesday. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, Chelsea's kind of got a a, a, a softer uh, matchup with Sunderland. I, I I could see one of Hazard or Costa both sitting. You know, uh, I'm not saying both. I'm not saying both will, but you know, I could see one of them sitting, and or one of them, you know, playing 45 minutes and then coming off at halftime. Um, but maybe you know, a just Willian sighting. Yeah, he well, he did play today. He played he played this morning. So I mean that's mm. that's a good thing. So uh, you know, and he played he did play with Sesk as well too. So you know, it wasn't like a, a it was kind of, wasn't a mishmash uh, kind of lineup there. But you know, they do have the options to sit players because I think they have the talent behind them to play. Uh, but but definitely definitely definitely, uh, if possible, anybody looking to make transfers this week, wait until the last possible minute, see who's actually injured. See who's probably in favor with managers, and then make a transfer. Don't go on what you just saw this past weekend because I can almost guarantee that there's going to be a lot of swing swing guys in there this week only because of the fast 
fast-paced uh, turnaround of the games. So I'm telling everybody to be patient. Wait for some news. Uh, listen to your experts. Listen to people who do podcasts like us. We tweet about everything we hear. So I mean, you know, put your ear to the put your ear to the microphone and listen. That's all I can tell you. Just be patient. Yeah, definitely a good shout. That people need to kind of <laughs> just suss out everything. But as you mentioned earlier, not a whole lot of time to do it in. But no, um, there, and and I guess yeah, just be okay with it. There, there. I guarantee you, whoever's listening to this that at least one player in your team is going to have a mystery absence. And this is why I stress having a stronger bench than having punts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I preach it all I preach it all the time. I'd rather have three usable guys that are, you know, 0.2 or 0.3 more than the dumps but actually play more often than not than have a dump, have a straight dump at, you know, you know, there's no sense using, you know, rostering Tarkowski from Burnley or, you know, somebody, you know, somebody useless on your defense when, you know, he gets put into the, when you have to, when push comes to shove and he gets pushed into the fray, you, you end up getting a zero twice because your guy doesn't play and then your sub doesn't play. So that's a double zero. That's, that's awful. And that, that leaves only 13 other options to score from. So you're basically playing at a disadvantage. Yep. Um, all right, well, this is going to be a shorter episode, so we may as well jump into starts and sits if you'd like to. Um, I will jump in first with my first start of the week, and it's Fernando Llorente. Uh, he's on 6.1. A lot of people are scrambling to fix the Charlie Austin problem. I really like this guy. 2.5% owned. He has four goals in his last five. Swansea have only been held scoreless once. In that period, and he didn't start that game. Um, so I really like that. West Brom are up next defensively, but y'all, Lord knows they can't keep a clean sheet for their entire life. Um, yeah. So it's, I think it's definitely worth looking at. Only one other top 10 defense in their next five, West Brom aside. So I think he's a very interesting guy. He's huge. He's kind of a Crouch esque matchup problem that, regardless of the defense, uh, <laughs> to, to borrow from the NFL, you can't teach that kind of size. Nope. Um, just a big, a big old boy, and with Fair and Sigurdsson both rounding into form, although Fair didn't play this last match, the whole thing. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think he has a very good chance of doing well. Uh, Harry Kane against Hull, 20th uh, in defense now. You know how Swansea were briefly the worst defense in the league? Hull yeah. quickly reclaimed their crown. Um, <laughs> then Burnley after that, who a lot of us think of as a good defense because they were pretty good to start the season, but currently are conceding two goals per game over the last five matches, which is yes. not what you want to see from them. So Tottenham, I think, are going to do very well. And then I have a third question mark for you, and this might tie into yours as well, but I have been wrong on Bournemouth, I'm pretty sure, every week in the last month. Every time I think they're turning it around, they have a stinker. Every time I think they're going to continue to be poor, they have a good match. This is a good matchup for them on paper, but they've been very unreliable facing... Well, the reason why it's great is they're facing Leicester, who have the worst away defense record in the Premier League with 18 goals conceded. Mm -hmm. Do do you trust Bournemouth guys? And if so, who would you go with? Uh, I don't actually completely trust it because you don't actually know who he's going to throw out there. Uh, you know, Callum Wilson started, then King came on. Um, yeah, I, 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 I like this matchup with Leicester, like you said, because Leicester stinks on the on away from home. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like, I couldn't trust anybody enough to roster him in the official game. In deeper leagues, absolutely, there's somebody you could probably, you know, maybe take a shot with, and you know, maybe you know, get lucky with. But, but in the official game, there's just too many other better options. 
at, at you know, probably similar price tags that are in better situations that you could probably bank on. Yeah, not a bad shout at all. Uh, in midfield, I already mentioned the Tottenham guys. I really like the way Christian Eriksen has looked lately in actual real life. Remember, there was a time where I was saying the stats backed up bringing him in, but he still looked awful. Now he does look better against uh, Manchester United. He had two free kicks that, you know, if it's not De Gea in net, easily could have been goals. Uh, a lot of the Tottenham players struggled, and I, I will always be the first one to criticize Eriksen, but he has looked a lot better at 8.3 while we're talking about easy shifts. Oh. Um, if you have somebody like Firmino, or if you're very concerned about the money thing, or if we hear that he is suspended, I think Ericsson would be a very understandable shift, especially considering the opponents that I already mentioned in Hull and Burnley. I think we're mm -hmm. going to see some pretty big uh, points put up on the board by the Tottenham folks. Um, so yeah, I really like the way he looks. Uh, and um, defensively, dude, <laughs> I was saying I got burned by Bournemouth. You and I both with West Ham's defense. Um They've been so hit and miss, but we were talking about Leicester and their struggles away defensively. West Ham facing Burnley, who have scored just one goal away from home this entire season. Is that enough for you to buy into West Ham, or are you still just can't do it anymore? Yeah, uh, you're stealing all my starts, by the way. You, you've completely <laughs> ramshacked my, my entire start list. Uh, I've actually had West Ham as my... Uh, my, you know, my sleeper defenders to look at this week. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would probably look, tend, put an eye in their direction. Like you said, Burnley is just god-awful at scoring away, you know, away from home. Um, so, I mean, there's value there because look at the prices for the West Ham defenders. Cresswell's way down. Masuaku is, you know, back from injury and doesn't give anything, you know, consistently on a fantasy basis because West Ham just keeps shipping goals. You know, Winston Reed gives you an occasional headed goal. He's basically like, you know, Scott Dan of West Ham. <laughs> uh, that actually rhymes. I didn't mean it to be. It's um, but, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's value there, and there's differential there. So that's that's a thing, especially on a quick week. Um, you know guys are from West Ham are going to play. I would, I, would, I would not be shy to say, uh, you know, Winston Reed is a guy I would look at because you know he's going to play. Yeah. Interesting, interesting points there. Sorry that I'm stealing all of your people. Um, that's all right. <laughs> Other defenses up. I like are Tottenham, even though they've struggled to keep clean sheets of late. Um, but Hull are just woeful again. But mm -hmm. I will say there is a little bit of revenge game element here. You have Livermore, you have Mason, you have Huddleston, Dawson. There are a lot of ex-Spurs players. And if you buy into the revenge game narrative, which some people do more than others, but if you buy into it, <laughs> look no further than this matchup. Um, yeah. uh, but anyway, yeah. And then obviously Chelsea, although it's very hard to get any of them in. Um, and now it's your turn. <laughs> Now that I've so, taken all of your things. Yeah, so so on forward, I had Fernando Llorente. Uh, I'm, I had a second guy there, just and we've, we've been talking about West Ham a little bit. I, I started off with the, the Dimitri Payet question before, you know, as a Mane sub maybe. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the tout to Andy Carroll. Uh, two, two token appearances the last two games. He had a goal the, the game previous. He, he looked, you know, sluggish against Liverpool, but that's to be expected. He's Andy Carroll. Well, uh, to be fair, he got punched. Yeah, well, that helped. That happens too. I mean, uh, but but everybody's looking for a cheaper, you know, downtrodden option for for fantasy. And you know, Andy Carroll's a guy that not many people are going to be looking at. West Ham are playing Burnley. Uh, I think they should score in this game. They they probably should score more than one. Um, so I mean, if anybody's looking to gamble on someone and you know have have you know an extra free transfer and the rest of their team is completely they're completely sound on. I mean, why not? Why not th throw some shade on Andy Carroll? Nobody else is going to go in that direction, so it would be a perfect differential. 
Uh, midfield, uh, I think Lallana is the guy this week for for Liverpool. Uh, I just hope that he could he could play another full 90 in the quick turnaround. That's the only question that I have. Um, I think he would fit right into uh, the role of either Amane or Coutinho, regardless of where he plays on the pitch. Or he could just continue playing his own role with other players playing those other, those other roles, and I think he still flourishes enough for fantasy. Uh, you know, at, at at his price, seven he's very cheap entry level into the into the Liverpool midfield. They're they're probably going to score on Middlesbrough on the road, but I don't think they're going to score a ton against Middlesbrough. I think Middlesbrough has is a very tough, stout defensive team. You know, if Liverpool gets two in this game, that pro- I'd probably be like, wow, Middlesbrough, you know, was a little bit leaky. Uh, other guys to look at this week, Payet. I I love him this week. If if I had if I owned Mane, which I don't, uh, I'd probably shift in that direction. His upcoming fixtures: Burnley, Hull, and Swansea. Uh, his price tag nine point one. His ownership nine point four. There's there's differential a ton there for a star player like Payet because Payet is one of those players who can get get you a goal and three assists or a goal and two assists in in any time of quick fashion. So uh, and I'd like to shout for for Christian Eriksen. He he looks like he's knotted on right now, and 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 Spurs is taking on Hull. Hull is the worst defensive team, so you like to take advantage of statistics. Uh, on defense, I talked about West Ham because I had them written down as my sleeper this week. They play Burnley, uh, so if you're looking for someone of an ownership differential, there's definitely some to be there. Cresswell, we know what he can do. Masuaku was a, a darling of a lot of people preseason, and he's just starting to get back into shape. So, you know, he, there is some value there. Winston Reed, you know, we know what he can do. We know what he is. Uh, but, yeah, so – and Spurs and Chelsea are the other two, two this week. Spurs are a little uh, – Chelsea's expensive. It's hard to get to if you don't own them. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. in that conundrum right now. So – and Spurs, you know, they're they're a little bit less than, than, than Chelsea, but they're going to give you about the same return. So, you know, if you can get one of them or, or if you already own them, congratulations. You're better than me. Uh, on the sits, I'll stick on defense. Uh, I don't trust the United's defense against Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace is scoring way too many goals right now. Top five to, attack in the league right now. Yeah. United's defense is just – I don't. I, I know what we saw today, and they, they did get a clean sheet, but they didn't play Crystal Palace today. I think Crystal Palace is a different team than what Man United saw today. Uh, but there is one side note. Um Anybody looking for a nice, cheap, entry-level defender for, for Man United, and don't laugh at me when I say this, um, Phil Jones is an excellent, excellent <laughs> entry-level defender there right now. Look at his price tab. He's 4.3, so pretty cheap for a, a Man United defender who's actually playing and getting a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, through the midfield, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Joe Allen this week against Southampton. I think Southampton's defense is going to lead him to be in eight. How about that? In eight. He's going to be in, unusable for fantasy this week. I know he got an assist basically because he got elbowed in the face. Um, so way to go, Joe Allen. Way to use your head. Um, and then my forward sit, uh, the Sunderland uh, talisman, uh, Jermaine Defoe. Uh, going against Chelsea defense, I've seen enough, and I'm probably sure everybody has seen enough of what the Chelsea defense can do. Um, they basically take players out of the game and – Jermaine Defoe is going to get completely taken out of this game because Chelsea is going to be so much on the offensive in this game. I don't think he has any time to be be Jermaine Defoe. So, I mean, I know he's owned a lot. He's owned in 25.8% of leagues. That's a lot. His wow. price tag is 7, 7.8. Uh, it's, if you own Jermaine Defoe this week and you're not Where did he start to, price-wise? Was it 7.0? He had to be a 7.0, yeah. Hold on. This is important. I mean, it's not. But yeah, he started at 7.0, and he's at 7.8 now. That is yeah. insane. Well, if you look at it, every time he scores a goal, he goes up. But by two. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty he, crazy. I mean, he's got six. He's got not, he's got seven goals in the season, right? I mean, yeah. like eight goals in the season. So every time he scores, he goes up. I don't expect him to score this week, so I'm not expecting him to go up. I'd probably prefer to have Christian Benteke, mm. who's similarly priced and more in form than... Yeah, Jamon I will Defoe. say about Defoe, though, this is the format to own him in because he does yeah. nothing else. Yeah, no, he's a stat, he's a statue in everything else. He doesn't he's very goal reliant, you know? He's a he's a home run or nothing. Yep. Completely agree with you there. Is that it? That's it. On to your sits, Kev. Yeah, all right. Well, up front, and I this is nothing against him as a player and the stats are in his favor right now with three goals and three, but Divac Origi is coming up against a Middlesbrough defense that I feel like people are sleeping on real hard. Um even though they've been without friend for a minute now, They've only ever conceded, uh, in the last 10 games, they've only conceded more than one goal twice. And both times it was only two goals. Now, is it possible that Origi is involved in that one goal that they will inevitably score? Yes. But no Coutinho. Potentially no Mane. Firmino has looked a shadow of himself ever since he stopped playing as the false nine, which I thought was going to unlock his potential. And now he just looks wayward. Um, it's really not good. I'm kind of off on Liverpool at the moment. I think if you're going to own a Liverpool guy, Lalana is probably it. But mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm very much in a wait and see mode. And like you said, this is a waste of very good fixtures for Liverpool. This should have been mm-hmm. a very good run for all the people that, you know, let alone one Liverpool people. But you know, people were stacking Liverpool people. There was that one team that was the top team like three or four weeks ago when Liverpool mm-hmm. went off that had Coutinho, Firmino, and Mane. Mm-hmm. Like, all of a sudden, I find it very hard. I still technically own Firmino. I'm not sure I'm actually going to make a transfer this week, or this half week. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about holding on to that, that transfer and then, you know, kind of stop taking freaking minuses. <laughs> um, but, yeah, all in all, I, I'm kind of off on Liverpool right now and Origi being at the top of that. I love Origi in other formats. Um, like, I picked him up in the Experts League, and I'm enjoying his performances over there. But in this format, I... Mm, he might score one, but there are a lot of other people that might score one as well. So I don't think that makes him a must buy by any stretch. Yeah, um, it's, also, it's also funny that everybody was on the Amre Chan uh, bandwagon this week, myself included, because mm-hmm. his price tag was four dot nine, and he didn't play this week because he had a little injury. So it'd be interesting to see if he can make a quick if he return. Makes it in time. Yeah, that'll definitely be interesting for sure. Um, <laughs> as far as midfielders go, man, I I just really really don't like Southampton right now. You know, Redmond doesn't get the start. Even though I do like, um, um, oh wow, I just blanked. Buffal is a player. Like I said, without a true forward up front, you got to have concerns there. Um, ah, yeah, it's, it's just something that I'm probably going to avoid for a while now. I know Hoiberg, I think he missed as well. Yep. I, I like a lot of those Southampton guys. Just right now, it's it's so iffy. Uh, and I, I have to be a little negative on my own shout. I, maybe Fair was rested. To, to play at the weekend, but Swansea were really clicking without him. And I could see this being a very, very poor man's Willian situation where, I mean, Bob Bradley has been mixing his teams up way too much. So maybe after a 3-0 one, maybe you, you, let it, you let it ride, um, which could catch fair out. So that's also of concern. Um, as far as defenses go, there are a lot of people that I don't really like this week. Um... I think Swansea and West Brom will both concede, obviously. Um, I think Leicester will score away from home. They, they looked really good against City, although, like I said, that was a little naivety there. I don't think Bournemouth will keep a clean sheet, in particular, Arsenal-Everton. I mean, Arsenal have kept, what, like one clean sheet in eight now? Mm-hmm. They just can't do it. It's, it's pretty crazy. But anyway, yeah, I, I just don't like 
most defenses and uh, specifically for Tottenham, like I said, be very careful because I would not be surprised if this is a Trippier Davis game. Yeah, it's, that's a good shout. And defenses this week are very hit or miss. It's either the highs or nothings. It's the highs or gambles this yeah. week. You know, it's, it's Chelsea Spurs and a lot of uh, question marks for everybody else. That's that's just my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. All right, well, quickly on to team moves and captaincy. I already mentioned that I'm probably not going to make a move, although I could always change my mind. I still technically have Austin on my team, um, but I'm fine putting him on the bench just to kind of suss out what's happening, especially at Liverpool, because I do still have Firmino. Um, so waiting to see what happens there I think is probably wise. Um, yeah. And I'm fine with, you know, Fair is my worst midfielder, so he's playable, um, especially in a matchup like this yeah. uh, where he's coming up against West Brom. And like I said, they're, they're going to concede at least one. Um, so anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm probably just going to stand still, to be honest, which feels crazy considering how many moves I've been making lately. But I think that that might be the direction that I go right now. As for captaincy, uh, I he, am heeding your advice on Hazard slash Costa. So uh, Hazard's my captain, Costa's my vice captain, uh, and hopefully one of them plays. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the way to play it. Uh, yeah, my, my team, I, I need to get a defenseman, and I'm sick of looking at Ashley Williams' face <laughs> on my team. Uh, I don't yep. care. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to bring in a, I may bring in a Middlesbrough defender, or I may bring in uh, a Southampton defender. I don't know. Um, as far as captaincy for my team, uh, you know, Alexis is, is always tempting, you know, so I don't know. And probably lean right now, if I had to put a captain on it, cause the game started in a minute, I'd probably captain Harry Kane against all. Oh yeah. If I, if I had Kane, he'd be my lock captain yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Cool. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this was always uh, supposed to be a bit of a shorter episode. Um, so sorry for that, but Hey, we're giving you a bonus to begin with anyway. So, Hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Smokey underscore Lugie, L-O-O-G-Y, or you can find my writings on Razball.com. That's R-A-Z-Z-B-A-L-L. Uh, and you can find me and Kevin smattered all over the internet, giving fantasy advice to everyone. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I am that Kevin, at Kevroff on Twitter. Uh, again, sorry for the audio shift. Just midway through, we always had a tight window to try to record this in. And uh, so getting it out was more important than the audio quality. So sorry if that is a little wonky. Um, but yes, uh, we are going to try to do a DFS video tomorrow. Fingers crossed. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I'm not doing an article this week um, because the last one I wrote was supposed to encompass all of these crazy matches that are coming up. But I will be helping out Rob with a little bit of ranking stuff. So be sure to go check that out over at uh, rasball.com. Uh, the soccery bits. Uh, click the soccer ball, right? You just yeah, click, click, click the white, click the white and black ball. It looks yeah. like a soccer ball. You'll get it. It, it makes <laughs> sense. It makes sense eventually. Yep. Uh, so thanks, Rob. Really appreciate uh, you making time for this. Here, we appreciate you guys at home for listening to this. Hopefully, this was helpful, if not brief. And we'll catch you. Oh, are we going to record again later this week? You think? Like yeah. Wednesday or Thursday or something? Wednesday, Thursday, maybe. Okay. Well, then uh, we'll talk to you later this week. <laughs> Peace. Hold up. 
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.